15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you are warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. everybody welcome back to the utah outcast we're a semi-weekly progressive politics and social justice podcast based in the state where hey i removed the atheism thing because you know what i'm not so happy calling that my calling them my audience anymore because <laughs> you guys are inviting some terrible people to, to conferences and you're okay with it so sorry actually we are we are atheists but that's not defining who we are but anyway this I- is the show based in the state where we celebrate our own September 11th, except we do it by completely ignoring it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mountain Meadows, guys. Go look that one up. It's pretty fucking sad. It's messed up. Yeah, this is episode number 127, and I'm your host, X, and joining me this week for the episode is Felicia Entwistle. What have you been up to lately, lady? I got tendinitis <laughs> from pole dancing. In her wrists. Oh, no. In my wrist. Yeah, in my wrist. <laughs> And so now I have to wear wrist braces whenever I'm typing and um, relaxing Pretty and much. not pole dancing. Pretty much all the times. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said I, I can get away with it if I'm not if I'm sleeping and stuff. I can get away with not wearing them. Yeah. And um, I don't. He wanted me to take two to three weeks off pole dancing and I really didn't want to. <laughs> and so he, the the doctor said that I could just avoid the things that hurt. <laughs> so that's a plus. <laughs> um, so that means that I can't do any of the classes that I advanced into. Mm. So that sucks. And uh, I have to avoid those for two to three months. And then I have to take 800, 800 milligrams of ibuprofen every uh, three times a day for 10 days. God damn. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. <laughs> Yay. Uh, do stuff and you can get hurt. Did you know that, guys? Uh, hashtag worth it. I had a. I've, I've been uh, helping family members move. And let me tell you, that's just. That, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I hate moving. Well, and I. I <laughs> so and, I would hate. And I, I don't mean to seem rude or crass about it, but I, I'm not doing it for altruistic reasons <laughs> because they're usually the. The ones that foot the bill for the family vacation when it comes up. And so it's like, I'm going to use this <laughs> for leverage in the ah, future. <laughs> that's you know smart. The thing is, I would help even if they just ask for it. But the thing is, like, we're going to Hawaii this year. So it's like, fuck, that's going to be expensive. <laughs> like, uh, Ooh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm checking shit. my privilege. Checking my privilege, guys. I, 
I, I am lucky the fact that their family business is doing rather well. When no, okay, here's the thing about privilege: you're not not allowed to enjoy it. Yeah, you're not allowed to but, like enjoy the good things in your life. Just be aware of it. Yeah, this is the first like vacation, vacation like like besides like going to Vegas <laughs> that I've taken in over a decade. <laughs> like so, anybody that wants to be like, oh, it's going to do something fun, like fuck you. I haven't done anything like this, anything like this in a long time. Last time it was Mexico, and I paid my own way for that one. So it's just nice to be an adult and have people that are coming into their own financially, and they're willing to share it with you. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm gonna take advantage of that as often as I possibly can. <laughs> I that hate wrist braces. Yeah, it's terrible. So anyway, if you're uh, new to the program, welcome. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> but these suck. I just realized how <laughs> smarmy that fucking sounded. You guys have to realize that they, they went from making like like regular paycheck money, like 50 grand a year for two of them kind of thing, to making like almost a million dollars a year kind of thing. So it's like they've come into Good making... them. Yeah. Good and for so them. That's it's, it's, Good they've for been, them. They've been working their ass off on it, and they're sharing it with the family, which is fucking awesome. That's because, amazing. So. That's really incredible of them. Wow. So, That's think, really cool for them. Don't think I'm like being a freeloader kind of thing they're willing to offer it and i'm willing to take it in exchange for i mean fuck they've had me on a time clock for helping out with stuff like in their warehouse and stuff oh so my it's god not are like, you serious well to no show i don't I, I did no i thought that was being generous like yeah, that they were aware of the time that you're giving yeah and so th that's really cool of them that they're they're willing to keep track of that but it's reached the point now where it's like yeah i'm not on the time clock anymore <laughs> like I, i'm just yeah. i'm there I'm, because as much as like other family members want to think that they're there for other people. My wife is very much a family-oriented kind of person. Like, that's about the only thing the Mormonism has stuck around with her is that she's very family-centered. And so when it comes to things like that, we're first up for, like, taking care of all the family shit, helping out, being there for other people, showing up at the hospital if someone's having a bad time. We're, we're always there for that kind of thing because my wife's that's awesome like that. And so even if, there really were, even if there were no Hawaii trip coming up, and God, I, I know this sounds so smarmy, but like, even if there was no Hawaii trip on the horizon, I would still be there helping out. Kind of, of course you would, and that doesn't but sound smarmy. This is, this is just a way of Anyone me trying to that. feel like I've earned them buying my way. That's all I'm trying to say. Absolutely. No, that's totally fair. Meanwhile, that's totally fair. shitty people in the family get the trip, and they're just like, thanks, you know, asshole. Anyway. No, I'm with you. I, I want to <laughs> do, I when, like, uh, you know, I recently moved back in with my mother by yeah. her good graces, and uh, she's been really generous with me, and um, and I just feel like I want to contribute to the household. Yeah, to earn like it, that's all. Know. That's yeah. Um, I mean, she's letting me live here on the crazy cheap, so I can save to buy a place. Yeah, because like I'm happy to help. Because that's how we adult. We we actually yes. have empathy towards other people, which mm -hmm. if you guys haven't checked it out already, go check out the Inciting Incident podcast where all of uh, us appeared there. <laughs> yeah, we this did. Week. Oh, did we appear? Oh, man. I, <laughs> oh. Like, I, I looked at the runtime for that one that they put on Patreon. It was like hour 45. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I can't. And Rizzy was just like, no, I love it. You guys keep going. I was just like, you make my job easy. <laughs> Don't invite the outcasts unless you want us to talk. <laughs> That's what we do well. <laughs> We've got a lot to say, and I was sober the whole time, and I was still just. Remember, <laughs> remember pre 
me having segment <laughs> segments, we would go for oh. two and a half, three hours sometime. I mean, we do now, but <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what you get when you get actual friends just hanging out. Yeah. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy all the content we've got lined up for you. But real quick, a quick word from one of our friends of the show. Do you know where Saskatchewan is? Probably not. It's in Canada. If you do, you might know a city named Regina. In Regina, there's a studio. And in that studio, there are, at least once a month, a bunch of skeptical atheist geeks and goofballs who get together to do a podcast. We are the Brainstorm Crew, and we're trying to help spread a bit of reason and critical thinking while still having fun. Never taking things too seriously, but still not accepting everything we're told, we go through different topics, exploring them in depth, and often disagreeing. We try to stick to provable facts, and we never trust a myth. That's why we say we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us. This comes to us from the Barrier Breaker blog at patheos.com, and it's about the Mythicist Milwaukee uh, myth, myth Information Conference. God damn, it's hard to say. Mythicist Milwaukee Myth Information Conference. Uh, I think Mike Tyson would have a really hard time pronouncing this one. You can't take out the Mythicist Milwaukee. Never mind. You get, it, you get the joke. So, anyway, they're going to have people like uh, Matt Dillahoney, Richard Carrier, uh, Seth Andrews, and um, they're going to have Thomas Smith show up at this uh, conference, and he's going to be working in front. Well, I can't say working in front. He's going to be trying to moderate an interview with Sargon of Akkad. And if you guys don't know who Sargon oh, is, fuck's sake, seriously, he is. Yeah, he like Thomas is going to interview him and try to call him on his stuff. So God, I love Thomas. He's wonderful. He's been on our show. I love him. Mm-hmm. Why is he doing him to, this to himself? Because he, like, I he, get it. Like, oh, I, I've I've been reading a lot of the stuff happening on Facebook. And if you haven't, if you guys haven't been part of this, this is essentially something that's literally tearing apart the atheist community right now and i'm not saying that in a like dramatic matter but it, it's getting people to realize no, like it's, there's there's a serious divide that's happening i've actually explained this to people it's been there though it's it's a divide that's oh, been yeah. there but this is like something finally making it palpable and real mm-hmm. you know people are starting yeah. to realize like okay i'm gonna have to choose a side here pretty soon i'm not gonna be able just to be able to sit on the sidelines anymore with stuff <gasps> like this guess which side most women are gonna go to <laughs> hey they're gonna go to the uh the PZ Meyer side, the atheist plus side. You know, I, yeah, I, I bring those up only because they were failed because they tried to be something that they weren't. You know, atheism plus failed because people wanted to add more to atheism. And I understand this is something I agree on when it happened in the past is that atheism needs to be just the answer to that easiest question in the book. You know, is there or isn't there a God? Do you believe in a God or not a God? You know, that's about it. When it comes to everything else, you have humanism and you have social justice, because a lot of shit still needs to be done in this country. So anyway, mm-hmm. the the conference that's happening has invited three very, um, what's the best terminology for these guys? Uh, polarizing. There you go. Very polarizing people that are going to be coming to this. Uh, they've been invited as guests, guest speakers on the on the tra- on the on the conference. Sorry, uh, we have Sargon of Akkad, who is. Um, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about what he does because you need to go just check out his stuff if you don't know who he is. He's do they? They? they I'm not. They don't need to. I don't. Don't give him views because he's just he's he's bad. He's a guy that like actually supported Trump. He's an atheist, but he's also the same kind of guy that's talking about how 
immigration is bad in Sweden because the Muslims are doing all this and that and the other thing. Like he's one of those atheists that's like, Ugh. Muslim it, it, Islam is the worst thing that can happen to to everybody in the world right now. It's like no, I Islam think, is bad. But you know what not, else is? It's all religion. <laughs> it's all. You religion. know what is actually no, no. Seriously, this is this is a very real thing. You know what's a higher risk and terror? The the higher terrorism risk for Americans, statistically speaking is white, white Christian dudes. terrorism. <laughs> white dudes are the most dangerous demographic. By and large, white dudes. Like, we get the news about, like, the crazy Muslim that tries some shit. No, yeah. white dudes pull it the fuck off. There was a recent mass shooting in Texas because this guy didn't like that his ex-wife was leaving him. Mm-hmm. And he shot up her and her entire fucking party. Eight people died. Another fucking white dude who has access to a gun who shouldn't. I'm not I'm not kidding you. White dudes, they're terrifying. White yeah. dudes are the most terrifying demographic ever. So the people that are coming to this conference hoping to hear people like, like I was saying, Matt Dillahunty, Richard Carrier, uh, Aaron Ra was set to be on the roster, but uh, he pulled out. So good for him. Good for him. And Seth Andrews is going to be there. And the people that are coming to hear these people speak are going to be disappointed because none of them are giving a talk. None of them. No. Matt Dillon um, is the one exception will serve as a moderator for a debate, but he's not speaking. Though. So who are they going to be giving the platform to, to actually be uh, giving these speeches? They're giving it to armored skeptic shoe on head, which these, the, the, their shoe on head is like one of the most, I, I hate her videos. I just absolutely hate it. Her name is June. I, I don't, don't know what the rest of her name is, but I'm uh, not familiar with her stuff. And there, uh, the organizer is Melissa Chin, who also holds uh, anti-SJW views. So yeah, Thomas Smith, is, who's not oh. an anti-SJW, but he's no. going to be interviewing Sargon, like you said. Um, this is something we were talking about on Inciting Incident. Women yeah. are only allowed to have a public voice. They're, they are embraced if they have a public voice, if they, one support male voices just mm-hmm. cheer on those male voices to put down other women that's what that's what this woman is doing that's what these women who are going are doing is they're one supporting male voices and two putting down women now people might be wondering why i'm i'm so bent on this whole thing happening the myth this mythicist milwaukee conference is that you're giving people like seth andrews matt Dillahunty. And Richard Carrier and Thomas Smith are giving, uh, uh, what is what's the word I'm looking for here? They're they're giving, no, they're not credence. They're they're giving their credibility mm-hmm. to these people that are out there because not any one of those three people, atheist, I mean, armored skeptic, shoe on head, and Sargon, mm-hmm. they don't get speaking role. But I guarantee right. you, after this, they're going to be using other people's names in order for them to get speaking roles. Oh yeah, I attended. Smart thing to do. I attended this conference. I spoke in front of this this crowd of X amount of many people, and these people were there. Blank, 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 blank. And don't get it twisted, people. These guys are just not. I don't want to like degrade them as human beings. They're just they're not very good skeptics, and they're anti-social justice, which I don't understand how in 2017 you could be anti-social justice. Uh, they like they they are eschewing evidence 
in favor of quote unquote free speech, um, which isn't under threat. So go fuck yourself. Uh, This whole we reject your ideas and we reject giving them a platform is not anti-free speech. It's not. Uh, and, and I've said multiple times that, yeah, we need to have a debate about social media and free speech, uh, and a debate. I want, I need a debate because I need to know the lines I need. I need there to be some figuring out here because corporations having the public forum means that we do have to figure out what that means. Corporations being able to control speech. We have to figure out what that means, but like us on our show. We aren't bringing these people on our show for a no. reason. No, if I ever decide to have the interview with Josh Bernstein, it's not coming on Utah Outcast. I guarantee you that. You know? No. So, and the thing is, like, these guys, they're very much, like I said, anti-SJW. And guess what, people? Social Justice Warrior, it was originally created as a pejorative, but it's been endorsed. We own it. <laughs> it's not something we're going to be worried about anymore. I fight every fucking day for this shit, and I believe it's the right fight to be had. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Standing up for the disenfranchised? Yeah. Yeah, fucking I'll do it every fucking day. What pisses me off- I will put myself in a bad situation just to call people on that shit. Because that's how, you know, we can't declare our own allyship there. It has to be given from the people out there. We earn it. the thing is, that's how you fucking earn it. That's how you earn it. Every fucking day. So, I hear I'm I'm not letting white people get away with anti-trans, racist, yeah, sexist bullshit, a- ableism. No, I'm not doing it anymore. Nope. I'm not putting up with it. No, you will hear my voice every fucking time. Because I don't care how awkward it makes the situation. I don't care how weird it makes you feel. Because how hard? I mean, honestly, how fucking hard is it for people to be like, oh yeah, that might hurt somebody. I might I I should probably not do that. You know how much of a uh what's the word I'm looking at? A misanthrope do you have to be? How much of a human-hating person do you have to be to be like, I don't give a fuck about anybody's feelings? And that's not saying that we we are here to police your language or anything like that. No. The thing is, like, how hard is it for you not to be shitty? You know? how Is it honestly that much work for you not to be a prick to somebody else that might have it less fortunate than you? I mean, And you know what? These people often don't feel that they are in a position to defend themselves. No. They don't. They don't. And you know what? White people, if you're in a group of white people and they start making racist jokes, stop shut that about, shit down. <laughs> shut that shit down. Think about if your friend who was a person of color was there and saw you not saying shit. How would they fucking feel? Like you got quiet there How would really they... quick, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just gonna you're you're fine with them saying that shit? And I'm not. Not anymore. No. And I'm not going to just let it happen. Now, I would have less of a problem with them inviting these three, or actually four if you want to count Melissa Chen, but inviting these people to share the platform with them if they were actually being honestly debated. Like, there was a lot of people that had problems with Ken Ham and the Bill Nye debate because it got Bill Nye money. I mean, sorry, it got Ken Ham money to build his arc. But at the same time, it was really fucking entertaining. That's the thing. If they were inviting these four people to be on stage and have their ideas attacked by somebody else from a diametrically opposing side, God, that would be entertaining. I would fly to Milwaukee to go to this conference for to have somebody be up in Sargon of Akkad's face talking shit about this kind of stuff. To be able to be like, hey, 
What about this 9-11 truther shit that you have? What about this uh, rape apologist shit that you've got out there? I mean, he's not a good dude. Not a good no. dude at all. So, But they're not having that. They're just giving him a platform. I mean, Thomas is going to try. I honestly know he's really going to try. Oh, I, I have full confidence in Thomas for calling shit as he sees it. I do. I just think that the best thing that we can do is boycott. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm taking I'm taking a book from the civil rights movement. Yeah, boycott the shit out of it. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are having problems with that. Seth Andrews is very much being anti boycott. He's like, why should I boycott? I'm going to be there being uh, lending an air of uh, you know having the other side of the argument. It's like, no, you don't want them to be able to adopt who like your name, your to be able to use you as a stepping stone into something else. Selma, Selma, Alabama, bus boycott got fucking rosa parks and martin luther king jr arrested because boycotting used to be illegal guys uh but it was effective it was effective boycott really do make a difference us not showing our asses up makes a difference and the only problem with that is is like a lot of people like dave rubin like david smalley and apparently Seth Andrews now, which, fuck, I love Seth Andrews, but he's not the show for me anymore. Uh, because I'm not the, the atheist just coming out of his shell. I'm out of the shell. I'm, I'm completely, oh, I've yeah. discarded that life behind me a long my time identity, ago. My identity, look, being an atheist isn't even part, God. like, a major formation of my identity. It was fun. It, just, it, it was fun for a while there. You know, it's like, oh, fuck God. Like <laughs> you know, it's fun. Yeah, but but now it's like, oh, now that I'm out of that, it's like, what else is wrong with this world? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so much more. Oh, and like, let no one think that we are easy on religion now. Oh, no. no, we no. But religion is feeding the horrible things. Yeah. It, religion didn't cause these problems. Religion is using them as a power. That's it. It's a manipulation tactic. Yeah. Is there any wonder why the KKK and a lot of the like right wing crazy white dudes are, you know, happen to be Christian? Mm-hmm. You know? Just think about that for a little bit. So it's just really interesting to me that, I mean, I, I'm thankful that at least my, about the only idol I have left in the atheist movement, which is Aaron Ra, got enough sense about him to say like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to show up to this thing because I've dealt with internet trolls in my life. And at least he's trying to open the liquor bottle. Part time. <laughs> there you go. I can hate <laughs> not having my wrists. <laughs> okay. And so. Aaron Ra is at least realizing, like, look, if I come to this conference where these guys are being main, like, headline, they're going to be the main focus of this thing. That's me feeding the trolls. That's them giving me giving them red meat for them to grow bigger off of. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you know what? I'm not going to play that game. And I'm sure Aaron yeah. really would like to get a paycheck from it. I mean, even I'm if it was, sure. even if it was just like hotel stay, uh, flight, and like the ticket for the show. He makes a that's, lot more by being able to. Hell, fight. that's a lot to get me out to almost anywhere. Yeah, shit. If you guys want to have us out to a conference, just, you know, don't have to pay my flight. Just give me a hotel or like a back seat somewhere <laughs> I can sleep in. <laughs> uh, I will need a bed. Yeah. But unless that's it's a, just. Unless it's a windowless like, panel bed. van. Windowless panel van. I'll do that. Free candy. Um, if, I can, <laughs> if I can have Kyle and X there, I'll do the window, windowless panel van. Those guys will look yep. out for me. Uh, it's just it's it's a sad state of affairs. We talked about this a lot more on the Inciting Incident podcast. Go check that one out. 
But it's just, it's sad that people that we considered allies at one point, I mean, and I still consider them allies in the, in the basic sense that they are anti-religion, but at the same time, they're trying to be so free speech absolutists. That they're ignoring skepticism. They're, they're ignoring skepticism and they're ignoring bad, like, talking. They're, they're bad talking. It, me use big words. Me Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Good wording there. Yeah, I know. Fuck. They're, they're ignoring the gross incompetence that's coming from these people's mouths. Like, you should not ever be okay with rape. You should not ever and, victim blame And this is a things. false it's dichotomy. Like, There's a false dichotomy that there are always two sides to every argument. Oh, God. It's the hard centrist point. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. It's that whole horseshoot uh, belief thing where you're like, I'm right here in the center. I'm good and I'm happy. Everybody else is an extremist. It's like, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you take a hard stance on anything, you're an extremist. No, it's called courage of conviction. Yeah. It means you have conviction. It means that you have made a moral stance and you are standing up for what's right. I mean, honestly, at this point, I would much rather talk to a hard right Christian than a centrist, you know, classic liberal, oh that they call themselves God. nowadays. Because absolutely, because at least then you would have an interesting conversation, and you could possibly, you know, find some sort of inroads into having the conversations with each other. Right, because they have defined their morality the, at least. The hardcore centrists, they don't want. They want to flip flop on everything. They want to have. Oh like, yeah, they. They want to have their cake and eat it too, and it's just like they're cowardly. I'm sorry, it's cowardly. No, you <laughs> want to be. Accepted by everyone, you don't want to piss anyone off. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, these are the people stand up for something. These are the Be folks that are so atheist. They're like so goddamn atheist, but they're also taking like this agnostic claim at the same time. I'm is sorry, it, we figured this. this sh we figured this shit out a long time ago. Rape is fucking bad. You yeah. know what's rape? Anything without consent. We figured that shit out. Racism bad. Trans people can't Racism exist. <laughs> you know, gay people can't exist. <laughs> it's like there's not a problem oh, here i thought if you guys are all for free speech if you're so for free speech then why aren't you supporting people being called the gender they're saying they are no you don't even you don't even have to believe them but if you're for free speech why aren't you loudly and proudly supporting their right to call themselves what they feel they are like look i don't expect anybody who listens to this to actually come up to me in real life and be like hey x I'm sure you guys probably know my real name by now. <laughs> it's like, like I don't care if somebody come walks into me like, and guess what? I'm name dropping here. Hi, Chris. I'm not going to be bothered by it because that's my fucking name. I just put X up there because that's what I prefer. But the thing is, like, that's not something that's tied to what makes me me. But dead naming like a trans person is it's, about one of the shittiest things you can do to somebody. You know, it's it's intentionally hurtful. Yeah, it's intentionally hurtful, and Unless it's accidental, and then it's... But well, that's, to... that's a personal thing, and they can work through that themselves. Yeah. But anyway, we're going way too goddamn long on something I did not expect us to take this much time on, because honestly, I'm not going to Mythicist Milwaukee anyway, and the fact that they invited those four there just makes me go, yeah, I'm not going to go to that, because I, I used to subscribe to a lot of those channels, and I know exactly the shit that they've been saying. And uh, thankfully, I'm not that person anymore. Go me. <laughs> As the bakers adapt to their California lifestyle, they're shifting their emphasis to a show business future. And they are more aware than ever of their Malibu neighbors, like Johnny Carson. 
down. I did go to Johnny's house, and he says we're his Now, neighbor. we were just visiting two houses down. That's now, right. we didn't just go there. But yet. I went down to Johnny's house, and I wrote him a little note and gave it to the to the guard, and I said, Hi, Johnny. Um, I stopped by to see you, but you weren't home. I love Tammy Faye, and so, you know, I hope he got it. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. But these things, when God does them, God doesn't fool around. Yeah, that's Jim Baker that you're hearing there, guys. Um... Sorry, I didn't God give the introduction there. Fool around. God doesn't he fool around. He's it when he gives it to you deep. All of three inches. Definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. God God's in the Bible a, God's has a, a small dick. dick. Yeah, he's got a. Mushroom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have Jim Baker talking about uh, Hurricane Harvey, and boy, I, I just love hearing about all these right wing assholes that have been coming out of the woodworks with all these. Uh, conspiracy theories about how you know the hurricanes are the fact that god hates gays and stuff like that it's like really are you guys it's 2017 and you're still going with that shit really you know i'm telling you i i you, I, I need prayer <laughs> i do i do rabbi yesterday yeah he has a uh rabbi guy that comes on his show every once in a while it's like one of those jews for jesus rabbis oh gross all right yeah, and so it's like, yeah, I'm just going to roll with that because Christianity these days is not Christianity of the um, the, uh, the Spanish Inquisition. It's not that anymore. It's become this touchy-feely, make-it-work-whenever-it-fucking-works-for-me kind of thing. It's not hardcore anymore. You don't have guys flagellating <laughs> themselves anymore. You have guys like Jim Baker that are selling buckets because that's mm-hmm. how they do things these days. I almost lost it. Do you know, for the last several years, preachers, even in this city, and evangelists, have beat the you-know-what out of me. He's in Branson, Missouri, by the way, folks. What? Beat the you-know-what shit? You know what? The shit? Beat the shit out of me? Why don't I don't think that? so, honey. Why don't you say that, Jim? Why don't you just say the words? Why don't you say poop? Say poop. Beat the crap out of me. Crap. Yeah. I, I thought that was acceptable colloquialism that's a that's like nickelodeon style cussing there like that that's okay i think doug said crap every once in a while i don't know when he's trying to get with patty mayonnaise I don't know. and made fun of me because we store food we've told people to store mm. food no oh that's because you're a con you're a con man that sells those buckets for eight times what they normally cost other people exactly you're a scam artist. Like, I've even got emergency buckets in the basement here. They're not Jim Baker ones. Hey, patrons, if you want us to eat, if you want me, X, to eat a patron <laughs> bucket, you got to get us up to a certain amount, and I will eat a bucket for a month. So, <laughs> I refused. I yeah, refused. Exactly. Kyle and Felicia, I'm like, no, fuck nope. that. Nope, that's not nope. happening. Like, I will buy a Jim Baker bucket with your patron money <laughs> and live off that shit for a month. He has promised to do it. And, yeah, with video. <laughs> uh, you can get a picture of my boobs for also money. A lot, money. Less. <laughs> a lot <laughs> less. And trust me, I will follow through on that. Yeah. Well, I'll follow through with the bucket if enough patrons get us to it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be horrible. God, it's going to be terrible. 
So yeah, we're not we're not laughing at you, Jim. Not, there's no amount of money. Jim, we're not laughing at you for being food storage. Food storage is just a smart thing to do, regardless yeah. of whether you believe it's doomsday or not. You're just a bad person. Like, believe me, I've got shelves full of like little Debbies over here just in case because they're calorie dense. And <laughs> they do it. I'm, I'm just kidding. I have a grandparent that bought a whole bunch of shit for the kids. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to dole that out on a weekly basis instead of daily because I was brought up with, you know, I can eat a whole box of little Debbies and nothing happened. That's why I got. <laughs> so Jim Baker, sorry, let's get back to him. Right. They preach about whole revivals, just preaching about Jim and Lori and their their and their, <laughs> their storing food. That stupid Jim Baker. It's never a bad idea to have nope. some emergency storage. No one's doing that. I've, no one's doing that. I've got three or four uh cases of water out in the garage that I rotate through because it's it's good to have water just in case shit goes south, you know. Yeah, I need to get my uh, emergency stores back up. And that's not... And emergency stores is just a good idea. It's not us being re- reactionary, you know, like the world's going to end kind of shit. But we, we ha- people here in Utah, especially people here oh, in Utah, have to we realize know. we are overdue for a gigantic fucking earthquake. Overdue. Mm-hmm. And we live in a the valley where once the... If it's a big enough earthquake... Shit's going to be underwater because the water table here is weird as shit. Really I, I, I don't, don't want to bore you people here. with any of this stuff, but Utah's fucking weird when it comes to this mm-hmm. stuff. This, this used to be a giant fucking lake out here yes, in Utah, did. so that's why we have the Salt Lake. Anyway, that's why we live in a valley. That's why we're in the valley because this was all a lake. It was not, a landlocked sea. Trust me, it was weird. It's weird. Yeah, lake it's Bonneville. weird here. Google it, people. Lake Bonneville. So it was. Uh, not only to mention that, but we also live on the edge of the caldera that is the super massive volcano that is the the, the whole of fucking like uh, Yellowstone National Park. <laughs> yep. Yep. So and uh, so, yeah, we're expecting an earthquake any day. I'm expecting some bad shit to happen now. <laughs> it could be right this second. Who but the fuck I, knows? The thing is, here's the thing. Neither of us are obsessing over this. Folks um, like Jim Baker are obsessing over this kind of thing. We're just like, okay, something bad might happen. It's best to have stuff, stuff to be able to say, I'm ready for this, you know? Right. So I've got, it, I've got batteries. I've got, you know, charging equipment saved up. I, I'm ready to go when it comes to a natural disaster happening, at least for a couple of days. You know, I, it, maybe it won't be the best thing to happen over like a month or something like that, but... You would hope, as a state of the union, we would be able to get assistance from other people. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, it it could be a bad earthquake, but the thing is that it's going to happen at some point, and yeah. the thing is that with, <laughs> there's no use obsessing over it. Uh, no. And you kind of have to evaluate, bad shit can happen kind of everywhere. Yeah. So, so I guess maybe we're trying to advocate here that, like, even if you're in not in Utah, foods, food storage is great. You should have food at least three days indefinitely. Worth of food. Three is days insanity. Worth of food. Yeah, you know you don't want to yeah. have fifty year buckets like this guy's selling because that, that's just that scurvy. Make don't make furniture. Yeah, that's scurvy buckets. They're scurvy <laughs> buckets. We've been over this. Yeah, I love you for that one. That's great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm very proud of that. So sure. let's let Jim talk some more here. You know, I just came from the flood zone. Yeah. Oh. No. And 
as you guys can see, as I'm showing on the uh, the YouTube here, the people listening at home are not going to be able to see this, but they're standing like in a line serving food to all these people coming up from Hurricane Harvey, and they're serving them like pumpkin pie, and they're serving them like pulled pork and stuff like that. And I'm actually, like, those are actually really good food. Your bucket doesn't have pulled pork and pumpkin. Yeah, pie. exactly. No, yeah, no, no, no. But like for people who are like without calories, maybe yeah. most of the day, that's great food. choices. Yeah. Oh, not just comfort food. What? Yes, emotional health. That's great. But also, those are calorie dense foods, hey. and that is what people who don't have access to a lot of food need. For those sugar, uh, fat, sugar, fat. You Stuff give somebody like a. There's a reason that. Funeral potatoes go so well in Utah. But people outside of Utah, just think of it as like au gratin potatoes on steroids. They're fucking amazing. No, <laughs> no, they're, 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 they're poor people au gratin. They're with cheddar. They're like Colby Jack cheese. Come on. Yeah, but it's still good, though. It's calorie dense. That's what we're talking about there. Calorie Nobody dense. Was laughing at me. No, sir. They all wanted the crazy preacher's food. I think they wanted anybody's food at that point, Jim. <laughs> Literally. Wow, you're such a piece of shit. They wanted the crazy preacher's food. Fuck you, Jim. God. They all wanted the my dick. Come, you people that are ready, your kids that laughed at you won't laugh anymore. Right. Mm. Wow. Because that's what's really wow. important. Proving people wrong in the, in the face of a natural disaster. That's what's important. Dude, you know what? If Jim Baker showed up here and we had our major earthquake and he had food, pumpkin pie and pulled pork, guess whose ass would Fuck be in you. that line? I'd be going in Jim Baker's line all goddamn day. I would sit there Fucking and talk yeah. to Lori and be like, yeah, I believe in God. <laughs> yes, I am a Christian. Because I'm an I atheist left my cross. Smarts, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will totally compromise that shit to get food. And then I will come on the air and go, I lied. I totally I lied took to Jim save Baker's my food. life. <laughs> I took his food and I lied to save my life. You're never going right. to regret it. Nope. Fucking every day. This is better than living off the fucking scurvy buckets for a month. Fucking scurvy. And I want to tell you something. You ain't seen nothing yet. Okay. Wow. Gross. Gross that you're celebrating human misery right the fuck now. You ain't seen nothing yet. So he's trying to tell us that... He's um, like celebrating that people were so desperate for food that they'd show up anywhere. <laughs> he's trying to tell us that God's, God's, God's ready to spank us even harder. Like, really? Yeah, don't, I mean, don't, sell me, don't sell me shit that I, I'm i never going to get. Come on. That's messed up. God. Yeah, that's messed up. Fucking tease. Like, if he's not <laughs> actually going to spank me, then... <laughs> well... Like everyone else, I've spent a lot of time thinking over the last 48 hours um, about what we heard and saw. You know, with prior Republican nominees for president, I, I disagreed with them on politics, policies, principles, but I never questioned their fitness to serve. Donald Trump is different. I said starting back in June, that he was not fit to be president and commander-in-chief. And many Republicans and independents have said the same thing. What we all saw and heard on Friday 
was Donald talking about women, what he thinks about women, what he does to women, and he has said that the video doesn't represent who he is, but I think it's clear to anyone who heard it that it represents exactly who he is. It is the Trump roundup for week number 34, and I'm almost at the point where we're going to stop doing the Trump roundup because I'm... Here's I'm tired of giving this guy visibility, credibility, giving him a platform. I'm I'm about done with Trump. So oh, uh, we let will me not be those it. Dems. We're not going to be those Dems that are like, oh, he's super independent. Oh my god, no, no. Yeah, don't he gets let no the, service uh, from us. Don't let the shit that he's doing recently with Chuck Schumer and uh, Nancy Pelosi get you twisted. That you know he maybe he's seen the light and he's going back to being a Democrat. No, 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 he's no, no. He's a no. narcissistic megalomaniac who only cares about his authoritarianism and he is a dangerous abuser. Now, I'm never not against, ever mistake. I'm not against the left using his need need to be loved to get some oh. stuff that they want done. No. But don't let don't let you think that he's become some sort of centrist president because he's not. He's never going to be that guy. He's going to be whatever Trump wants Trump gets kind of guy. Exactly. No, he's so, anyway. constantly, he's consistently dangerous. Let's just let's, be honest. Uh, let's go back to September 11th when he didn't acknowledge 9/11 for hours on his favorite app. You know, he didn't come on Twitter at all until like later in the afternoon to talk about 9/11. Really? Which was shocking. I, I honestly wasn't uh, interested by that because I'm like, wait a minute. Usually this guy's on there talking about whatever great bowel movement that he's had this morning and, and spending a few minutes to talk about Fox News and everything, but he didn't do any of that this time. He was there to read the names and, you know, do what the president always does, the moment of silence and everything. But yeah, I I'm having a problem, a real big problem. I, I understand that we need to recognize that that happened. 9-11 happened. But I think it's unhealthy as a nation for us to relive it. Like every year. Mm, disagree. I I think we can't move on. You know, I mean, we need to understand that it was a a religious attack on this country, even though you might people might um, make up false attacks, you know, saying that it was like Bin Laden doing it and all this stuff. I'm like, no, no, it was Saudi Arabia, guys. It was mostly those folks out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the way America relives it is absolutely not healthy. Yeah, that's what uh, yeah, no, the way we re re we consistently relive this trauma um, bad. And it only seeks to trigger the trauma again and therefore make us more isolated um, and not processing. Yeah, we're a uh, PTSD nation, as Felicia talked about in that rant that one time. We are constantly living through this. Yeah, no, we and that's pretty evident in the way our culture has gone is that our culture has not processed the trauma. And the thing about once you've processed the trauma, it means that you can have real conversations about it without fear. And it seems the only way we we address this trauma is through that fear lens. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the ways that you start treating trauma is when you experience some fear is trying to empower yourself through that fear. And... Uh, and it's not through violence. Uh, that, that's not what empowerment necessarily means. No. It's not through violence. 
Um, but I've never seen where this country has moved through a strengthening and an empowering due to that trauma. All we're doing is holding on to that fear. And I do think it's important for us to uh, acknowledge and remember the trauma, to know the trauma as it is, but it takes healing. And that's something our country has gotten real, real, real bad at is healing. Our, uh, our standard of not getting any kind of mental health in this country has gone nationwide. (laughs) <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. it's goddamn sad. So uh let's see, what else has he done? He was insulted twice by the Pope this week. <laughs> mainly That's over weird. the DACA more mainly over the DACA stuff. I, I honestly like, don't give yeah, a shit, of course the Pope loves DACA because most of Mexicans are large are, yeah. <laughs> Catholic. Yeah. Uh he visited Florida to survey the hurricane damage from Irma. And the the thing I wanted to bring up here is I found another article from Share Blue. Which, yes, I understand they are notoriously liberal, but these are quotes that he actually said, so fuck you for people getting your panties in a bunch about this whole thing, is that Trump was there in Florida, and he said that um, it was an amazing that only 33 people died. Oh my god, he did not say that. So he said, it was such a small number that nobody would have, people thought thousands and thousands of people might have had their lives ended. And the number is a very small number, which is a great tribute to you. No, 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 no. It's 2017, Trump. Our standards are higher. The deaths should have been zero. Yeah, 33 deaths. We that's, knew, we ah, knew about global number. warming. We that's knew a... about global warming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not Our a big standards deal. have changed. Oh, my God. Holy fuckballs. We are better than deaths now. 33 people died. Every single one of those people mattered. Every single one of their families are in an extraordinary amount of pain now. And Go fuck of, yourself. Eight or more have been from uh, retirement communities where people were living without air conditioning. And it was old folks that died of overheating because they didn't have AC. You know, they didn't crack windows. They didn't help people out. They didn't remove move them to other places. Eight people died. Old people died because of fucking air conditioning. Because there's no power. I'm. I really. I'm sick of the way we treat old people. I'm sick of the way we treat people in general in this nation. It's, it's gotten, so cold. It's yeah. so cold. I got mine. Go fuck, fuck you. yourself. Is not. <laughs> that's not a way to run society. And by the way, old people have a lot to give us. You guys. Yeah. They do. They 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 have lived through a lot. I've wanted to for the longest time just have a podcast where I just go and talk to old people because they have such good stories. God damn it. That that's one thing that's lost in generations is that the act of storytelling. As podcasters, we get it. We understand how you mm-hmm. craft a story, how you embellish a story, how you get the punchline ready for that just that right bam, and you make it work. But old folks they got that shit in spades. It's amazing some of the stories they can tell you. And sometimes <laughs> they're racist and wrong as shit. But that's okay because that's hearing from them is how we can evaluate these ideas. Yeah. Hearing from these stories is important. So as I said earlier, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi have uh, been invited to the White House uh, <laughs> without inviting any top Republicans. It's just been those two really invited to the White House to have like Chinese 
and that's when they uh they came out with uh what was it the 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 debt ceiling increase that they had but they've also worked on a daca bill where they're going to try to get trump to sign you know uh actually having daca being a part of the united states where we're going to work on having amnesty and boy that pissed off his supporters his base has been mad or as trump would say amnity this fucking guy i swear god he's such an idiot Though, even though he uh, had Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer there, he denied that he reached a deal with them. <laughs> yeah. And God, then uh, a- he reversed that by saying that, uh, does America really want to export these people that have, you know, some of the best workers, some of the Exports best education? And it's like, he, he, he's been waffling on this ever since it happened. He doesn't understand shit about Dick. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know politics at all. Literally at it, all. Any, any aspect of any real thing that exists, he doesn't understand. Nope. He it, he branded himself. That's all he understands. That's why he talked about the Coast Guard improving, their, improving brand. their brand. God, because they saved so many lives. Like that's what they do. <laughs> you know? that, that, they didn't improve. You, you know what? No one was thinking the Coast Guard was a bad thing. No I'm one was. I'm still Trump. pissed my old man didn't... He could have got a, 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 a commission in the Coast Guard, but he decided to stick Air Force as an NCO. It's like, mm, come on, man. Could have got that, like, colonel pay? Get the fuck out of here. Why not? Good. I know, Whatever. right? So he, uh, he went on to defend the accomplished young people under protected under DACA, which I just said. Uh, he said that the border wall is already under construction. Except for no. Not no. at all. It's just them repairing the old fences and walls that exist right now. Which are bullshit, and everyone knows it. Yep. Everyone knows those walls are bullshit. He uh, once again brought up uh, Hillary Clinton and traded barbs with her. Because, oh, my God. Because that election wasn't, oh, let's see, September September 17th is we're recording this. It wasn't like, oh, I don't know, like 10 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he continued on with the rhetoric that uh, both sides were to blame in Charlottesville. No, nope. nope. gross. No, nope. you're a white supremacist piece of shit. No, uh, who ran over people? Oh, that's right, the white supremacist. That's right. white supremacist yeah. terrorist. Terrorist. White who's, supremacist terrorist. Who's the guy that pulled out the pistol and said, "Hey, N-word," and shot a couple of rounds into the dirt? X. Yeah, white guy. X. I know. When we're reporting on the word, we use I the I word. Just, I I don't want to say in this case that guy was just egregiously bad. Like, hey, nigger, <laughs> come <sighs> on, man, just ugh, gross. Ugh, uh, let's see. There was so a ESPN anchor who called him a white supremacist. Yeah, she did, and she hasn't not been fired. No, they're standing by her. Yeah, the uh, the they're White House is by her. The White House has been going after her, especially Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been trying to call for her job. I know. Which has cost her an an ethics complaint because, like, the White House press secretary should not be calling for anybody's job to be Mm -hmm. at all. No, it shouldn't Mm -hmm. happen. Uh, There was another attack in London this week in the subway, and uh, Trump decided to call them loser terrorists. Um, He prematurely called them uh referenced islam even though uh, the islamic state any... has taken credit but we know that they've been known to take credit for things that weren't theirs yeah so, the, the, the pulse nightclub shooting 
of all yeah. things, you know? <laughs> yeah, they've, they've been known to take credit for things that they had nothing to do with. So, um, but he, before, and, and even England was like, would you shut the fuck up for a second? Maybe? Ter- Theresa May is like, it doesn't do anybody good for you guys to speculate on this shit before we have the evidence. <laughs> exactly. Which is amazing. Uh, the the first lady introduced President Trump at uh, Joint Base Andrews, which uh, with a and she said the president of the United States, Donald Trump, in the thick accent of whatever language she speaks. Bob and then, it. yeah. And so <laughs> Trump came up to her and shook her hand. He no, he did not. <laughs> He shook his wife's hand. You have to see the video for this because it says so goddamn much because she's standing at the lectern and then Trump comes up and shakes her hand and puts his hand on her back and shoves her off the stage. He like shoves her out of the way. (laughs) He shook her hand. That's your wife, man. (laughs) Like, even if she hates you, even if uh, even if Hillary hated Bill. She still pretended that, like, look, we're a good couple. Let's kiss, you know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, I, you know, what? I'm sorry. At this point, I don't think Hillary hated Bill. No, I think they worked through their shit. No, I, I really think, do. I think that because Hillary, Hillary Bill... has established that she does not just put up with shit. Like so, Hillary is. Hillary. I'm gonna go with the uh, the House of Card reference on this one because I think Hillary and Bill knew exactly what they were doing when they hooked up with each other when they finally decided to become the power couple in Washington D.C. and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? If you stray, that's fine. I don't care because you got to do what you got to do, you know." But uh, also at the same, time, in the I House think, of Cards, that- he did stray, but he still loved his wife. Yeah, no shit. Like, and I'm not saying he's a good character. No, I'm not saying Frank he's a, good character. A, a shitty character. He's a, he's a shitty bad person. person. Yeah, but his wife's not a great person. Blair's not good either. <laughs> no, uh, but like he did love. He's Frank yeah. still loves his wife. Like, oh my god, Kevin they Spacey acts his ass off on that show. God, I love that show. But <laughs> Hillary is not Blair. No. I'm sorry, no. Hillary is too deep, too deep in it. Like and way the, deeper than Bill ever was. Yeah. The very last thing that I have here, and I, I brought this up only because I'm petty as shit, is that Trump made a little kid mow the fucking rose garden. I know. <laughs> they acted like this was gonna be good PR. I'm like I'm like, okay. Act- the kid wanted to. I understand I, that. That's the thing. I understand that the kid requested to. You invite that kid to the White House and say, No, 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 darling. You don't need to We're do going that. to give you education. No, like you would instead, do that. Instead, have him mow the fucking yard, and he he's actually, got earplugs in, and he's got the gloves on, and everything, and he's pushing a fucking mower. They don't use a push mower to cut the fucking rose garden. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And so, it, what I like is that there's amazing memes coming out of this that where Trump is standing out there in the rose garden, yelling at him like an old fuck, screaming like "Get off my lawn!" to this little kid. <laughs> It's so petty. I understand that. I understand that I'm coming at this from a irrational sense of view where it's like, I'm, I'm, I am mad about this only because it's like, really, you can't just have the kid at the White House and be like, shake his hand, get a picture with him, you know, give him a pin like you do with everybody else and be like, thanks Obama for coming. Obama would have you know? at least let him pet the dog. I know, right? No, no Obama would have let him pet the dog. Trump, Trump was standing out there won't like, have a dog you missed because he's evil. No, he's not going to have, there's not going to be a presidential pet. He's not going to have, 
Well, he's got kids in the White House, but they're fully grown ass adults and they're doing terrible shit because Ivanka apparently doesn't have any kind of sway over the president at all, even though no, she's there oh, as she an advisor. <laughs> she doesn't want any sway. Are you kidding me? She has been a betrayal to females for a long time. Yeah. They talk about her as a feminist. No, she took that moniker because she thought it would be beneficial to her. She's never been a feminist. She's a feminist like Joss fucking Whedon. <laughs> That's right. He's a fucking fraud and an abuser and not a feminist. Hey, uh, go back and watch Dollhouse and let me know how much of a feminist you think he, that guy is. Fuck you, Joss Whedon. Officially. <laughs> hey, I hope you do a really good job on Justice League. <laughs> I honestly do. <laughs> hey, I'm happy, I'm, that, I'm happy that Patty Jenkins is back for Wonder Woman, too. That's all I'm happy for. So. Okay, but Patty Jenkins is a great track record. One. Yeah. Two. Wonder Woman was amazing. Yeah. Um, I need to go watch that again. I'm going to watch that again tomorrow. <sighs> God, I need, yeah, you know what? I am, too. I'm going to watch that one again tomorrow because that was a genuinely great movie. And I have not met a man that didn't walk out of there going, she was hot as fuck. But they didn't like, oogle, the camera never oogled her, right? Like, it was never it like, wasn't like, here's an object. Or anything like that. Yeah, there was, no ob- there was no objectification. And yet, yeah. every man could see this woman as a leader. And as and, and I haven't met a man yet who didn't watch that movie going, yeah, she was really cool. But they were also like, she was also hot. And it's like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank you. You get it. <laughs> you can think someone is hot and want to fuck them and also respect them as a whole person. <laughs> but guess what? Uh, we don't respect President Trump at all. And no, so, never. So that's Wonder week 34. Woman. Week 34 to coming to a close. Uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, I'm kind of tired of talking about this guy. I'm God, I hate him. I hate him so much. He's such a disgusting human there's, being. He there's so, so much gross. every week that we could talk about. And we we honestly could spend the entirety of doing Utah Outcast every week, two episodes and patron stuff talking about Trump. But that's happening everywhere. MSNBC is taking over on that stuff. CNN is taking over on that stuff. Everything. Reddit has become that, you know, politics are I mean slash R slash politics has become nothing but Trump stuff. And it's like Look, look, I get it. He's a shitty president, and we've seen this for a long time. And I'm going to continue talking about the shitty president that we have, because I was that way with Bush as well. But the thing is, maybe we need to move on to like actually focus on stuff we can affect. We can't change President Trump. That's Mueller's job, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be happy when charges come out for that, because... Oh my god, he is setting <laughs> it up to, like, in every aspect. Jesus Christ. He, he is thorough as shit. He got a and subpoena that's... for Facebook. He got a federal court <laughs> to say, hey, uh, you have to turn over records of who bought these ads. If you guys are following oh with you, the God. Russian ads thing. That's and then Facebook turned over more than was requested. <laughs> because they, uh, they like doing business in America. <laughs> they do. I think it's funny how that is. works. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's Trump roundup for week thir- week thirty four. Maybe we'll give you one more to turn it up. Maybe we'll finish the year. How about we do week fifty two and then we're like, all right, we're done. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We, you know. know what? We need a break. Yeah, we need a break from him. Let, let us know, people. We're we're glad to hear from. You. Please do. Did you know that if you're not a Patreon patron, you're not getting the entire show each week. 
It's true. We record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil, you're missing out. Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. The biggest benefit, I think, would be that you get both episodes that we record in one lump sum instead of having to wait for them to drop on Monday and on Wednesday. Look at it as an investment on your entertainment each month. We're much more than the cheap little pizza you might miss out on if you decided to become a patron. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash Outcasts for more information. All right. I don't know how many of you people uh, follow Twitter that much. I- I've been following it a lot more. But right when I was getting off work the other day, I noticed that there were people talking a bit about, you know, a certain senator from Texas. I feel like I know what you're going to go into. <laughs> and people can't see show notes as i'm recording this and i just talked to felicia about it i'm like i have this in like 72 point like the biggest font that i could possibly get that ted cruz was looking at fucking porn (laughs) yes long letters here (laughs) was ted cruz was jerking it that video, I mean, didn't do anything for me, but, you know, I could see how it could work for some folks, yeah, but it's just like... Pretty vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, like, just regular old porn. <laughs> like, right. I, I can't remember who I watched on late night news, and they were talking, not news, but uh, one of the late night talk show programs, like, obviously these people that are doing it on the couch have terrible depth, like, perception of other people being in the room, because, like, she's, like, right there. You could totally see She's, her. like, right there. <laughs> So if you guys haven't heard the news, and I don't know how you haven't heard the news on this yet, oh, but heard those. Uh, late at night, he was uh, his account had liked a, a certain video from I think it was like sexual with two L's video uh, with a, and he liked it and it took him a little bit for him to remove it. And then they came out later on trying to say uh, oh, it was, was a staffer. Aide. It was an aide staffer. at staffer, one o'clock, yeah. one o'clock in the morning. Perusing Twitter. Yeah. Ted Cruz jerks it. Oh, how's that Christian morality now, buddy? Yeah, and see, I wouldn't have a problem with it if he wasn't this morality fucking cop that he tries to be where he's Oh, yeah, it would be like if Bill Clinton did this, everyone would be like, Yeah, sounds about right. All right, all right, all right. Hell, (laughs) if Hillary did it, we'd all be like, get some. some (laughs) But the fact is it was Ted Cruz. (laughs) <laughs> the guy who tried to legislate the fact that you don't have the right to masturbate he actually wrote papers on this he's like there's he nothing that's stated in the constitution where you can do this it's like Ted, it's your own bean flick it if it's your own cock rub it you know it's like no no one cares <laughs> but he did obviously oh oh yeah this guy is totally an authoritarian the rules don't apply to him no and the, the funny thing is, is if you go back and watch that um the video that he made when he was a teenager, like in high school, and he's like, I want to be in one of those teenage tit flicks. It all of a sudden has like a different meaning behind it these days. 
So yeah, it's just fun that Ted Cruz got caught. Literally got caught with some porn on his feet and like with his pants down. He got literally caught with his pants down. And for anybody that didn't see the video, it was like some lady walking into a house where it's it's not incest porn. I don't know what the fuck they call it, but it's like two people doing it on voyeurism. Yeah, voyeurism. And she's like standing against the podium, and she she just gets her gear out and gets gets to it. And so yeah, she she's watching people have sex and then gets herself off. It's like wow, that's so like something you'd see in the Cinemax series. You know, that's not really (laughs) yeah, it's not really super regular. Camera angles like there shitty. wasn't even ropes involved. Let's, let's and... critique this. Let's like okay, there was no good camera <laughs> angles. There was no <laughs> no like you didn't even like get in there. Like no, it's no, just you gotta, you gotta get in like, there. It helps. <laughs> uh, what, what what is it? It's um, but I'm a cheerleader. Yeah, that movie. Oh. Uh, it was about as egregious as that masturbatory scene. <laughs> I think the scene in uh, what was it? Black Swan was better. I have not seen Black Swan. <gasps> oh my god! I know. What the fuck is wrong with me? This is one that's been on my list forever, and I still haven't watched it. Okay, it's back in my mind. I'm gonna watch Black Swan. Oh my god, Meg Meg from uh, Family Guy, <laughs> and going off with a uh, with a uh, Black Widow. Yes, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Natalie sorry, Portman. Natalie Portman. Sorry, it was it was uh, Padme. That's right, Padme yeah. from Star Wars. <laughs> Natalie Why did Portman. I think it was I don't Scar- know. Scarjo's fucking amazing too. You know, Natalie Portman actually has peer review, uh, peer reviewed published paper. Oh, I'm sure. She's, she's actually smart. a PhD. Yeah, she's very <laughs> smart. Oh, Natalie, call me, makes me if you're listening, and... which you're not, but call me. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck on Scarjo. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. But I want to go back and watch Lost. Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. <laughs> Ted Cruz jerks it. End of the story. Chris jerks it to porn and he's oh. trying to make up all sorts of excuses about it so this is God, just us so reveling in him being a shitbag you know it's just like we look at porn that's not a big deal oh everyone because should know I, yeah, I like who porn. cares i like porn who who doesn't who doesn't like porn obviously ted cruz likes porn <laughs> there are studies on this shit and it's like i think it's like 97% of men admit to it and 80% of women admit to looking at porn. <laughs> so literally just about everybody. The internet and, is and for so, porn. <laughs> we, have to, we have to admit we have to admit that it's probably much higher than those numbers. It's probably close to 100% in both. both yeah. <laughs> hey, a uh, big shout out to Jay Whitaker for uh, revealing X Hamster to me the other day. So <laughs> you didn't know about X Hamster? No, I, I I knew about Red Tube and X Hamster and all these other things. I just, I just wanted to get a <laughs> like, shout out in there because it's funny. Shit. Hub, Red Tube, <laughs> X Hamster, those are the go tos. Those are everyone's go tos. <laughs> Literally, the internet is funneled through them these days, and they're going to start having their own original content. <laughs> can, we just, can we love on Pornhub for a little bit because of their good works? You know, the tree oh, planting yeah. and the breast cancer research. Like, they're amazing. Pornhub's the best, you guys. So yeah, Ted Cruz, quit being such a sanctimonious asshole and admit that you like to do that kind of thing. Uh, How about you just be a human being? Everybody's like, like, oh, this makes him more of a human. I'm like, no, this doesn't make him more of a human because he's trying to hide it and think about it. it. Yeah, Yeah. because he's denying it. So we're going to laugh at your fucking face until you admit, yeah, I like orgasms too. And I like looking (laughs) at naked people doing sexy stuff. Hello. Welcome to us apes. Yes. We all do too. <laughs> but then again, his church, his dad's church would suffer from it, I guess, because, you know, him being a fucking 
uh, Jim Baker show kind of guy. You know, what's oh, Rafael no. Cruz? You know, oh, yeah. The men, they talk like this. You know, we were on our knees praying. <laughs> oh, God, he's gross. Gotta yeah, hate he's him. fucking terrible. Anyway, so Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get in touch with the outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker. Well, shit, you name it. Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. All right, well, that does it for us, Outcasts, but fret not, because we'll be back again in 48 hours for our second episode of the week on Wednesday. So if you haven't, subscribe. You're going to be missing out on a lot of great stuff. Uh, let's see, before we go, we have to salute the patrons who give to the show so generously each month. So let's see, we have Michael Stevens, not a Russian spy, the Godless Revolution podcast, Jeff Linville, Mike Bowman, Darcy Bowman, Rosabelle Howden, Jeff Peterson, Larry Wilson, and our newest patron, Tony Prouse. And our most giving of fans, Rob Otto, Stephen Andrus, and Angelica Pearson. But the show wouldn't be where it is right now if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much for your magnificent support out there. Uh, however, if you don't have the means to share money with the show, please do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Especially if you think we deserve a five-star review on whatever service you catch us on. Just like the one that we got on iTunes this week from uh, Nerds with Words, who says, Five stars. As someone who doesn't believe in a higher power myself, I enjoy the show. I like hearing opinions of others about something I believe in, and the hosts do a good job of discussing multiple topics. It keeps you interested the whole time. Go subscribe now. A++ Podcast. Thank you so much for those wonderful reviews. Uh, keep them rolling in. We'd love to hear from everybody out there. And with that, it's time to bring episode number 127 to a close. And remember, everyone, you're welcome.
And now, an exclusive clip from the patron show that you're not listening to unless you're on Patreon. Turns out, um, I did not inherit my mother's pubic hair genes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that. Learn something new every day. God damn it. I, I've never <laughs> talked about that stuff. <laughs> I have to assume I got it from my dad at this point. Like, <laughs> apparently, my dad and I have very similar pubic hair. I have to assume that. <laughs> Devil worshippers! In Dominus Satan. Got digressed just because they were putting those on screen. Great job, crew. A lot of times the crew controls the show because I say something, they search engine it, and then stuff I didn't even know just starts popping up. I mean, it's just, it's always worse than I say. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.